morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com. And, man, it, it every day just... All kinds of things to talk about. Uh, we've got so much information to go over. We got jobless claims. Remember, tomorrow is going to be a big one with the uh, government jobs number. Uh, we heard from the consumer today. We heard from the manufacturers today. Uh, and it was well, Facebook. Absolute disaster on Facebook today. Uh, has uh, the Dow and the NASDAQ, the S&P, uh, down pretty significantly. We've got a very interesting story breaking in the gold markets. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, that as well as Br- Bloomberg uh, digging deep uh, as to uh, some inner workings in that market that you're going to want to pay attention to silver uh, was down this morning. It's still down, but well off the lows. Uh, we have an opportunity. This thing is going to go lightning, lightning fast. So these are 2022 Silver Eagles. Remember, we had them a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I said I don't know. Uh, the mint is on allocation. Uh, we got a lucky break on 2022 Silver Eagles. It's all about price, uh, and that's really uh, the the big thing for today. This is the lowest price on Silver Eagles in almost two years. Uh, Six hundred and seventy five dollars a roll is. Do I have that right? I got You know what? Let me let me check on that real fast and, and make sure. Uh, that because it's just it's been very very quick. We've got seventy five rolls that I know. Uh, let me just check the price. I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, six seventy five, six seventy five. These are twenty twenty twos. They will not last this hour. There's no way they're going to last this hour. When they're gone, they're gone, and then we'll be back to you know whatever is out there is out there. Eight hundred nine five one zero five. Nine two and, and like I said, we've had some very interesting things happen in the marketplace. We got to talk about. Uh, there was a a uh, a terror strike conducted by uh, the United States uh, in Syria. A- another botch. Uh, this is a strike uh, taking out uh, an ISIS commander. Uh, I, I don't know if it's confirmed if they got their guy. Uh, but one thing that is confirmed, 13 people were dead, uh, including a number of women and children. So uh, th- this week, leader, it's just showing, right? Uh, the Biden administration, you know, we had uh, uh, a botched uh, strike in Afghanistan. And again, uh, they're saying that they did get uh, the terrorists that they were trying to uh, get, uh, unfortunately, uh at the expense of other women and children, another not a good look. But this is just an example. This is what happens uh, when you have this weak leader. 
you end up making mistakes the 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 discipline and all of these things uh another uh black eye uh for the united states uh around the world and obviously this won't play out well for us uh but i bring it up cuz it's important right we we talk a lot about the 70s and of course i'm telling you this is going to be way worse than that i hate to say it uh commodity if you look at commodities it's already well above, well above what we saw in the 70s as far as commodity inflation goes. Uh, Starbucks uh, came out with earnings. They announced another price increase. This is the second price increase at Starbucks, three months. This is how fast uh, these things are, are going uh, and because, because it, you're getting hit on all fronts. And, and, and again, uh, a weak president... Uh, really makes things even that much worse. And really, that's the problem. The problem is, uh, we got a lot of weak hands. We got a weak Fed. Uh, we got a weak president. Uh, our military sloppy. Uh, those are not things that, that breed a lot of confidence and, and tends to, uh, make things even worse than they already are going to be. And, and again, uh, as we watch this play out, think about this. Facebook down over 20% today. Uh, we had better Netflix. Remember Netflix? They got hammered. Tesla, they got hammered. Now, we had good news. Listen, Google was good. Apple was good. Microsoft was good. But the other uh, of the, you know, the so-called FANG stocks, not good. The banks were not Good. And, and again, I think we're starting to see the slowdown starting to materialize when we get back from the break. Uh, we're going to talk about that because we had two big pieces of data uh, about this slowdown. So we're, we're, again, this is setting up for stagflation. This is what I thought we were going to see. Uh, and it's going to be very interesting how all of this plays out. We've only got one phone line open. If you want to get those Silver Eagles, do it and do it now. They're 675 a roll. 800-951-0592 when we get back. Uh, Jason will, will be jumping on and joining us, but there's a breaking news out of Bloomberg saying that there is a, well, we'll just call what they used, a huge whale buying the gold market and doing it without trying to leave traces. Uh, really kind of a, a an interesting report saying that uh, allowing the bankers to drive the price down and then coming in and essentially backing up the truck. Talk about all of that when we return. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be right back. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, we got two lines open already, more than a third gone here. Uh, these are 2022 rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles. Uh, they are $675 a roll. Uh, and silver, it looks like silver's getting ready to go positive here. Uh, silver was, went back down to support today, which was $22. Uh, we had a huge move in gold. Gold went Broke through 1870, went back to its, that 1788 support. Gold's come all the way back. Uh, gold right now 1805. Silver now, uh, back above 2250. Remember yesterday we were about 2275. Uh, 800. 
952 uh, U.S. Silver Eagles 2022s. Uh, we got about 40 rolls or so left at 800 951 Before we get to the gold markets, uh, let's talk about the economic data we had out today. We had one good piece, uh, jobless claims. Right, so jobless claims uh, was we've been seeing this big spike in jobless claims. Uh, th- this one, two thirty-eight, two hundred thirty-eight thousand people filing for uh, unemployment benefits for the very first time this week. That's an improvement, uh, still above where we were in that December frame. Uh, but but two thirty-eight, we'll, we'll call that good news, just because it was better. Uh, we, we've been, remember, we've been in the 260s, 270s, 280s. I think one week we got to 300. Uh, so, so that was better. Uh, then we had the rest of the economic data, which again, following in this path that we've been talking about, the economy is slowing and we're forced to raise rate. Listen, this is exactly what I've told you is going to happen. I know Wall Street, they don't want to admit it. It's okay. It's okay. It allows you to put away some more gold and silver for a whole hell of a lot less. And I, you know, I, I hate using that word, but th- this is how big of an opportunity uh, you have right now because this thing is going to end very poorly. Uh, we talked about it again through the Fr- Freedom of Information Act. All the things that have come to light in the last 72 hours just tell you how precarious this situation really is. So today uh, we had ISM market data. So that's your service sector uh, data. That's your, you know, the guys that uh, these are, this is what I like to say the small business guys. Right. These are, hey, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta get my air conditioner checked. Well, now I gotta get my heater checked. Right. I, I, I've gotta get the carpets cleaned or, or, you know, things of that nature. You're, you're, you're calling somebody because you need a service done. Right. Uh, I gotta get the roof repaired, whatever it may be. Uh, the ISM service sector almost fell into contraction, uh, in the month of, this is a January number. So it was, uh, 50, uh, is no growth, okay, in this, in these reports. So we were at 57.6 in December, 51.2, uh, in, in January, uh, but the final print, uh, was right at where, you know, they, they have a flash one that came out right in line with that. So barely above 50. Again, that's, that's big slowing. 57 is pretty good. You know, we, we, we like to be in the upper 50s, lower 60s. Uh, but then we had, uh, the PMI service, uh, producer, uh, manager service index, which also fell. Uh, this is a, the lowest since, uh, February of 2021. By the way, the service one was the lowest since August of 2020. Uh, so the, the data really not very good. And this is stuff that goes into GDP. Uh, they're saying that, uh, the only strength in the data was companies' abilities to pass on higher cost to clients through the fastest rise in output charges in months. This is what I told you. Remember, I told you inflation is going to get worse. 
And this is exactly what this data says today. The data says today, hey, businesses are telling us things are slowing. But they're also saying, thankfully, we keep raising the price. Right? And we're still doing it. And by the way, we're raising prices even faster. Look at Starbucks. Twice in three months. Remember, we tell this story all the time. You buy the gallon of milk. It's $4. The store goes to reorder the milk, and the guy says, hey, I want 5 bucks." So he raises the price to 7 You buy the gallon of milk for 7 The guy goes to reorder. He says, it's 10 This is exactly uh, what they've really set us up for. And on the uh, factory orders. So this is this is the other data that came out today. How many people, the factories out there, right? Hey, call them up. Schmuckatelli, I need more of this and I need more of that. Factory orders dropped in January. Uh, they dropped really pretty significantly after surging uh, in November. This is a December, wait, I'm sorry, this is a January number. So we went from 1.6 month, month, month over month from November. December was down. January now a drop of four-tenths of a percent. That is the biggest month-on-month drop. Think about this. Since really, the you know, that COVID really started kicking in here, which is April 2020. Uh, the biggest drop, if you take out transportation, uh, still no better. Uh, this was well below what was expected. They were expecting a four tenths rise. Uh, we got a four tenths, uh, decline. Uh, so this was, this was not a, a good number, uh, whatsoever this morning. So this was the economic data. So we had one good number, right? Jobless claims. And it wasn't great, but we'll call it good, right? Hey, that was good. Facebook. Disaster. Disaster. Uh, thinking about, you know, think about uh, the amount of people that own a lot of Facebook stock. Uh, Facebook down over 20% today. And then when, from the service sector, almost recessionary type numbers. And then from the factories, this, the number was negative. Negative factor, that's a, that's a, a, an indicator, a leading indicator for recession. And again, these are things that we, when Jason and I have said this all along, we anticipated uh, that that the Fed is going to be weak. Uh, they're going to raise rates a little bit and then tuck tail and run. Uh, Jason, I don't know if you're been, uh, if you're able to join us or not, uh, but your thoughts on the data today. Jason is not here yet. No, Jason. Okay, no, Jason. All right. Having said that, Bloomberg broke an article today. Uh, by the way, one line open. I I, I don't know uh, Silver Eagles. Arlene is dying. There are still some Silver Eagles left. Twenty twenty two Silver Eagles. Okay, these are six seventy five a roll. This is the cheapest price. You know, probably going back to January of twenty twenty eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. So they Bloomberg. They say spot gold has been bobbing along near $1,800 an ounce. And it's been doing it for well over a year, which is that. All of us will agree. 
right? Think about the range that gold's been in in the last 18 months. Probably the low was, what, eight, uh, 1740, the high of 1870. But those were very, those were one days. We had a low of 1840 one day. We had a high of 1870 one day. If you take those days out, gold has been in this really tight range from about 1770 an ounce to 1830 an ounce. We did hit 1850. That was just a few days ago, right? We hit that 1850, thought the breakout, and then they whacked it back down. Here's what Bloomberg is saying. They say that the data appears to show a big buyer somewhere in the water. And they're saying since breaking above uh, the round number 1800 in July 2020, gold has dipped below $1,800 19 different times on a closing basis. So... It closed above $1,800, 19 different times it's closed below $1,800, only, right, to go back above it, right? That's how, you know, so think about, it's almost like, a, take, take a, a, like a basketball game, right? A team's up by one, the other team scores, they're up by one, they goes right, the other team scores, right? It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they're saying that the model value of gold, ba- based on regression studies, this, that, the other, right, ETF holdings, which we said, paper gold, the only form of gold that's down. Gold jewelry, up. Gold investment, up, right? Gold for uh, industrial, not that there's a ton, but still, up. Everything about gold is up, except for paper. They said clearly the data indicates a whale who considers the metal a long-term hold. Such whale activity, which does not show up in ETFs, in other words, this whoever this buyer is, isn't interested in paper, nor does it show up in futures. These are contracts. Right, the few you know when we say spot gold, like right now, spot gold's eighteen oh six. That's a futures contract for the February contract for gold, and futures contracts for people that want to know that's gold in the ground. Right, uh, a miner, as an example, uh, would sell. Uh, I'll give you an example: December gold. So, um, uh, is at eighteen hundred and twenty dollars right now. That would be, hey, I, I need to deliver gold in December. Somebody's willing to pay me today $1,820 for gold that I need to deliver in December. Now, in December, right, gold could be $2,000, right, and they still would have to deliver at $1,820. Gold could be $1,770. It still would get delivered at 1820. They say none of this shows up there. The amount of buying they're seeing every time gold dips below 1800 requires 
a, su- a substantial buyer in the marketplace, accumulating gold in size in the London over-the-counter market. The vaults in London are not showing the metal being stored there. Matter of fact, according to Bloomberg, uh, the amount of metal being stored in, in London over this time period is only up, you know, a couple million ounces. Nowhere close to enough. They say the data suggests whoever is buying is buying in scale and leaving little footprint in the market. They are taking delivery. They are storing in the, the metal in a secure, what they're calling invisible vault, which just means it's not in London and it's not in New York. Because that's where, you know, the gold price trades and we have the vaults are there. This is somebody that says it strongly points to a sovereign buyer. Gee, I wonder who that is. I mean, I mean, can we say it, right? Does that sound like China? Does it sound like China? And they even mentioned China specifically. And now Bloomberg saying they don't believe China's re- reporting. They believe China is holding on to massive more amounts of gold than they're letting on. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We have thirty-one rolls of twenty twenty-two silver eagles remaining. Uh, this is the lowest price on silver eagles. Man, really long time, uh, and especially uh, fresh ones here. Twenty twenty-twos. Uh, they're six seventy-five a roll at eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. Uh, gold has just gone positive. Uh, silver now back above twenty two fifty. The the really interesting thing this morning. So at about nine forty five this morning, gold was eighteen oh three. In a matter of second, and we see this happen all the time. Uh, in a matter of a minute or two. All of a sudden, gold's down to 1788. That's just simply, uh, I would, I would assume normally it would be, hey, that's just a banker shorting the market, you know, trying to make a buck. A trader trying to make a buck. Let me see if we can get gold to break 1800. And, and it does uh, a very typical trading pattern. Let's go down to the low. Right when Jason and I we, we talk about higher highs and higher lows and lower highs and lower lows, that seventeen eighty eight right now is kind of the floor here for gold, and it does it in in minutes. Over the preceding next twenty minutes, so say around starting around nine fifty this morning to about ten fifteen. A huge buyer emerges, and now, as I said, gold here eighteen oh seven now. So uh, gold now uh, back to just above uh, positive territory. Uh, we don't see that a lot, uh, and of course, uh, this 
This does not. This is not what Bloomberg was talking about. So we had a buyer, uh, a buyer emerge in these markets, but what Bloomberg was talking about is something much bigger than that, and pointing squarely at the Chinese, saying that the Chinese have been gobbling up. Go well, they don't. Here's what. Let me just read what they say. Central bank. So first of all. Bloomberg says it's a sovereign buyer. That's what the sign points to. This isn't uh, Warren Buffett. You know, of course, Warren Buffett does buy gold, but this isn't a big billionaire buying it. Central banks normally declare to the IMF the amounts of metals they have on their books. We talk about this all the time. Central bank buying is, is at record levels, period. But, they, but there are precedences. Where this has been done, i.e. governments, countries buying gold and not reporting. They specifically call out China and say from 2009 to 2015, China reported no change in its gold holdings, only to reveal later that it had bought in 53 million ounces during that time. Uh, and and so once again, I think I think what we're going to find out here is the buying by these central banks, which is at all time record highs, is actually a lot more than that. And I believe that we're going to be getting an announcement. This is my opinion, very very soon from China that they've got a lot more gold than they've been telling the world about. And, of course, we're talking about digital money and all of these things. And is China going to throw a trump card? One of the things I always worry about, is China going to back its digital uh, renembi, its digital yuan with gold? Uh, this could be a very interesting event. Very interesting that this was breaking on Bloomberg today, Jason. I think I heard you in the yeah, background. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Thoughts about that? You know, I, I've I've con- I've contemplated the whole. You know, we go to a digital currency and and uh, with a great reset. I I think when it comes to gold in that situation, Joe, I think the only way that it backs up these digital currencies is under extreme stress and extreme. Uh, market crashing and, and, you know, economic end of the world sort of things. But I really believe they they don't want nothing to do with gold backing the currencies. I just think that they're, everyone's jockeying for position, and I think the gold is being purchased, Joe, to, uh, for an emergency situation. Hey, what if we go for this big reset and suddenly all the big players start stepping away from the table and, and moving out of the world system? You know, that, that, that for them is the end of the world, Joe, is, is, is if the economic world system breaks into pieces – then you better have and, your gold. And, and I think it's gonna. I do. I think we're gonna have a. We're gonna have something. You know, we go back to 08. Okay, there's going to be a significant event. I'm just wondering if potentially China, as a trump card, comes out with it. In other words, hey, let's see how it goes. Let's see if we can gain a bunch of market share. Uh, with the Renembi, and if that doesn't work, could they potentially say, you know what, now we're, no, okay, fine. 
We're going to back ours by gold. Now, now what do you think, right? Could this right. be maybe a, a Trump card by the Chinese? And listen, we already know we got to face the facts. At best case, best case, second, China's the second largest economy in, in the world. And by the way, it's us and them. Nobody else is even close. You know, we talk about the United States at $22 trillion in dollar terms. China is somewhere, somewhere uh, right around eighteen trillion in dollar, and I say in dollar terms, because in terms of stuff, China is bigger. But in dollar terms, that's where we're at right now. The guy that's in third place, it's like five trillion dollars. So it, it's it's really us in them, right? China only right now has maybe 2 or 3% of total reserve currency. You know, remember the IMF gave them reserve currency status uh, in 2016, even yep. though they didn't meet the requirements. And, and as it sits right now, they're only at about 2 or 3%. We're still, what, we're, we're at like 58. Which, by the way, here's the sad part about that. We used to be almost 80. Now we're at 58. But that's not going to hold the Chinese off. I know that I, I believe China is counting on this, this next crash to have a big surge here. And I'm just wondering if they're not satisfied with that, could they use this gold as a trump card? Yeah, yeah, like I said, I think it's an emerging situation. I, I know where you're going, Joe. I, I still think, uh, and you, you, you nailed it, but with, with China, they – they started buying more gold than anybody, and they started buying more special drawing rights from the IMF. For them to independently try to take over in their own new system, they, there's a lot of unraveling to do. And I, I think they're fully in the system. I mean, look what, what we found out Monday. Look at how much money the Fed gave the entire world to keep their system just in need yeah, of their that's money. That's a great point. That's a great point. We'll be right back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Whatever's left here on the twenty twenty two Silver Eagles, there are six seventy five a roll. And I know we we've been saying it for a year and a half, uh, and it, it can get frustrating. Silver is, in my opinion, the most undervalued commodity right now. Period. Funny part about it is probably platinum second, right? Gold's in there somewhere uh, as well. Gold's in the top five, but silver. When it, and I'm talking all commodities. Uh, there, there's going to come a day, and I think it's going to be in 2022, uh, where you are going to see silver go on a power move. Uh, be and again, I know it doesn't. Make you feel any better today because you've been waiting and waiting. Picks them up. 675. The, the, there's no scenario where I see silver going below, you know, uh, below where it's at right now. In the, in the low $20 right now, 2250 but uh, it just, it's almost impossible when you think about, and especially the demand side uh, of silver, which has been off the charts here. Uh, six hundred seventy-five dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And and Jason, I think you're right. Listen, I think China very much 
wants to say, well, the United States, they say they've got 8,000 metric tons. That's what we say. We don't audit it, but we say it. And according to, if you want to believe the Mint Director, a lot of that, most of that, is in non-delivery form. When they seize the gold from the citizenry, allegedly when they melted it down, they didn't take out the impurities. They uh, Some of the bars, allegedly, you could still see, like the Liberties and the Saints, you could still see the, the, the pictures on it. It kind of defies a lot. It almost defeats the purpose of melting it down, but that's what they say. Right, and Joe. who am I to argue? I don't know. I'm not allowed in Fort Knox. Those gold bars are gone, Joe. Those are long gone. I don't. Those don't exist. In my my opinion, I don't think those exist anymore. I don't think there's anything in Fort Knox. And if you look at the law behind the, uh, the confiscation of gold, that that gold belongs to the banks. They, it's gone. But well, that's another. It's a good little wrinkle, Jason. It did, never belonged to you anyway, according to the government. Uh, but I think that China very much wants to say we've got 8,000 metric tons. Right now, officially, China only owns officially a couple, about a little over 2,000 metric tons. Bloomberg has not said how many metric tons they believe a sovereign country has bought for whatever reason, it seems like the way I'm reading the article, they believe it's one country that's been doing all of this buying for the last couple of years now. And of course, logically, there's only really one country that has that kind of buying power to begin with. So uh, without saying China, they said China, uh, and it's very interesting because that is very much the way China likes to do things. We yep. don't want to be flashy, right? We don't want to make announcements, right? Because obviously, here's the bottom line. If everyone knew, could you imagine, if everyone knew China was buying hundreds, potentially thousands of metric tons, what would, where would gold be? They don't want to, they didn't want gold running while they were buying it. And so this, this really does have all the, all the fingerprints, Jason, of, of China in the market. That's correct, Joe. And, and to, to explain why I believe China doesn't want to break away from the system is because they their central bank controls their government. It doesn't matter if you're a democracy or if you're a communist. The private it's these are all private central banks. So you got a bunch of white Europeans and Americans that own Chinese central bank. And I'm sure there's some Chinese people that are you know high up guys that own part of that central bank, but it's a bunch of white guys that runs China's central bank, and that central bank owns their government. So our Fed and their central bank in China, it's the same guys. So if, if China is not doing what the powers that be want, they will crush that economy. China has to step in line. Joe. This is why I say I think the, the gold buying by China, Joe, I, I, they're the second biggest economy in the world. They need to have a large amount of gold if the, if the system in place is weakened. I think all these countries buying gold, Joe, they're buying the percentage of gold they need that reflects their economy in this world system. That's kind of what I think is happening. That's a really good point, and and and, and when we sit here and think about uh, some of those things, uh, that makes the most sense. Which is, hey, listen, we've got to catch up, 
right? Uh, all of these countries. Got to remember, they thought Colt was dead, right? Alan Greenspan was getting ready to get the shovel out. Let's bury gold. Uh, look at Great Britain, right? Britain central bank buying was uh, was Gordon Brown sold all their gold at two hundred fifty dollars, two hundred fifty eight bucks, right? Uh, now all of a sudden, all these nations need to get back in line, right? And and, and okay. We're going to have to have these gold holdings. I'll use the, let's use the United States as the gold standard at this alleged 8,000 tons. Well, here's the thing. The way it's going, China, four or five years, even in dollar terms, they're going to be number one. Which, to Jason's point, we want our place on the world stage. We better have gold holdings uh equal to where the United States is, which just means that's a lot more gold to be bought. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We got about fifteen rolls, give or take here, of US silver. We may have a little less. So we got two lines uh that Arlene's on the line, Brittany's on the line, got two lines open, Connie's here as well. Uh six seventy five. Jump on this thing, eight hundred Nine five one zero five nine two. Some twenty twenty two silver eagles came available in the marketplace. Our allotment was three cases. Uh, we're, looks like we're going to be through those three cases, uh, and then of course today. Remember, slowing economy, guys. The Fed having to hike rates into this slowing economy, Jason. This is this is the stagflation scenario uh, that you and I both anticipated. And it's why both of us are saying, hey, before the end of the year, I think the Fed goes back the other way. I think uh, the, 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 the thought of recession uh, is going to make them retreat and go back the other way. And I think that's when we start seeing that rocket ship gold take off. Yeah, Joe, and I think they'll have some uh, emergency or minor emergency uh, in the news cycle, so that for people that don't understand this stuff, they can they can point the finger at that. Yeah, you get a little blip in the derivative market, something you know. We'll probably get the mystery, you know. One of the banks will send the letter to the central bank saying, "Hey, uh, by the way, we're going to have a little problem." Right? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Would we? The chances that we start bond buying again without ever starting quantitative tightening, I think that's a real possibility. Right, Joe, and and it could be something as far as let's just boost the Ukraine storyline too, you know, and oh, now the Russians are ruining the whole world economy. That's always their favorite, right? Yep. War is always their favorite one. It doesn't have to be war this time. They can just be, well, the Russians stop sending natural gas and oil one way, we put sanctions on them the other way, and now the whole thing crashed. Well, it's the Russians. So there you go, and they can blame us. And I'm going to tell you right now, if that actually happened, and I, in all seriousness, that will be total disaster. You, I mean, you think inflation is bad? Russia cuts off that gas supply. That is it. The, the, and, and I think Russia knows it too, right? Uh, by the way, the Dow's down over 300 points. The Nasdaq's down 350 points. Uh, gold has turned all the way around. Crude oil. Uh, eighty nine dollar. Well, eighty eight ninety one. Uh, right now on crude oil. By the way, uh, I don't know if you've noticed. If you haven't noticed it yet, it's coming in in the next twenty four to forty eight hours. Gasoline prices 
uh, jumped about 10 cents a gallon here in Arizona. Now in Arizona, you're looking at 375 to four and a quarter for gas, depending on, on where you go. That's just the cheap gas. Uh, unleaded gas futures are continuing to rally here. Uh, there's at least another five or 10 cents from here, assuming oil doesn't go above $90. Uh, and this is a time where right now, this is when gas is supposed to be the cheapest, Jason. Yeah, well, well let's just pretend Russia shuts off all the uh, the gas and oil leaving the country. I mean, maybe you hit that $200 barrel price that those guys bet on. What do you think? Yeah, because all, all that would be the fact right now where, where natural gas prices are in Europe, uh, it's it's been as high as about uh, the equivalent of say about three four hundred dollar oil. Right now it's a, it's still above two hundred dollar oil. If Russia ever did cut it off, I mean you'd be talking what I don't the equivalent of a thousand dollar oil. Uh, it'd be I don't even want to think about that. That's too that's too scary for my simple mind. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The twenty twenty two Silver Eagle at six seventy five. 